0: Hello, your host Maria Scruggs here. Happy to be with you today. Welcome to the Recovery Voice podcast. First of all, happy New Year 2020. We survived the holidays, you guys. Congratulations. The holidays can be brutal, am I right? With the, ho- the with the crazy expectations of happiness and joy and cheer and meeting relatives that you don't really want to see, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But luckily, we made it. Hopefully unscathed. When with another year in the books, here's to finding hope and motivation for the new year. And speaking of the new year, new year's resolutions, to keep or not to keep? That is the question. It is a well-documented fact that most people don't follow through on new year's resolutions. The reasons are as many as there are individuals attempting them, but I will discuss a few general reasons they don't seem to work and what we can do to make them work for us. In general, I think, we fail at New Year's resolutions for the following reasons. Number one, we do them because they're expected of us and not because it is something that we feel we need to do. Social pressure, let me tell you. We commit to vague ideas of what we are supposed to achieve instead of setting clear, attainable, realistic goals. That was number two. And number three, we commit to too many of them. Sometimes in our quest for self-improvement, we want to do everything at once and then we end up overwhelmed and ready to cry. So let's see, number 1. We do them because of social pressure. If we do new year's resolutions because they're expected of us, just stop it. Don't. We are who are we trying to impress with failed half-hearted goals? Social pressure is real, and sometimes in an effort to, in our minds, look like we're well-adjusted people or whatever, we give in to it, and we end up with a bunch of half-hearted commitments that are never going to be fulfilled, even if our intentions are good. Search your soul, and if you're writing New Year's resolutions just because others do it, maybe it's time to rethink your resolutions. Having goals is great, but they have to be relevant to us. Sometimes, The problem is not that we committed to something due to social pressure. Sometimes, and this is reason number two, the problem is that we set lofty goals that are so vague that it is easy to lose sight of the goal. How many of us have set goals, for example, to save money and end up not saving any money or saving some money only to turn around and spend it? The problem is not necessarily lack of effort, but the lack of clarity. Which one sounds better? I will save money in 2020, or I will save $200 within the first four months of 2020. My vote goes for the second one, folks, hands down. I will will save $200 within the first four months of 2020. Why? Because it is more specific. We know what the goal is, and we can measure it so we can track our progress. Number three, we commit to so many of them. We need to be mindful of how much energy and the real level of commitment we have put into our goals. Sure, we really do want to achieve those 39 things in our resolution list, but too many changes at once can prove difficult. Chill. No one is a wonder person to achieve it all at once. Resolutions are usually goals that take time to make into habits. If you change too many habits at once, at once, you end up overwhelmed and ultimately throwing in the towel. Of course, there's also a combination thereof, and so on and so forth. But anyway, have you ever heard of SMART goals? Seriously, ever heard of them? The first time I heard of them was in a therapy session, but I have heard they're also used in the business world. I think they should be called GENIUS, but that doesn't make for a cool acronym. SMART stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Relevant, Time-Based. Specific measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based. So what does this mean? In the example of saving money, a specific goal would be to save a certain amount of dollars. A measurable goal would be that you can quantify how many of those dollars were saved by counting them. An attainable goal is one that you can achieve. If you want to save $2,000, is that realistic? Is that achievable? A relevant goal is one that actually means uh, that actually means something to you, that it matters to you. Maybe you're comfortable with your paycheck or allowance and are not interested in saving money. And time-based, the T and smart, that uh, that they are attainable within a specific time frame. For example, I will save two hundred dollars is good. I will save two hundred dollars in six months is time-based. So, a smart goal using the example of saving money? I will save $200 in four months because I want a new shiny thing. It is specific. $200. It is measurable. You can count dollars and cents. It is attainable. $200 in four months is likely realistic and doable, but check your budget first. It is relevant because you want to buy a new shiny thing, and it is time-based. You will save those $200 in four months. Ta-da! That was a mouthful, but hopefully you get the gist of what smart goals are and how they can help combat dead New Year's resolution. Another thing to keep in mind when writing your goals is to be very clear about your own energy going into setting them. Make sure you don't overcommit and don't overwhelm yourself. If one goal is all you think is realistic, that is all well and good and enough. Also, be gentle with yourself. Don't overdo it just because you're not gentle with yourself. Manage your expectations, energy, and commitment levels. Keep it real, and you can do it. Also, ever heard of divide and conquer? It is all well and good to have lofty or long-term goals, but make sure you plan them out in manageable chunks. Divide and conquer. So in the case of wanting to save $2,000, we can break it down into 10 chunks of $200 to be achieved within four months each. So about $50 a month, roughly like $1,250 a week. In 40 months, you will have saved those $2,000. Not bad if you ask me. Another quick thing to keep in mind is prioritizing. If you have many goals, prioritize them. Which ones are more important to you? And plan accordingly. Now, another thing I wanted to throw in Stephen Covey, author of The 7 Habits of Highly Effective People, said in his book that it is important to not prioritize your schedule, but to schedule your priorities. Isn't that a nice soundbite? It means to put your priorities in your schedule first. That way, your priorities will be taken care of first. I invite you, if you feel called to write, a smart goal and see if it works for you. New Year's resolutions or goals are not just a list of things to accomplish and check off. It also entails some planning. And if the first time around it doesn't work out, it's okay to come back to the drawing board and try again. Actually, the most important thing is to try again until we get it right. But let's be stent- intentional and smart, as in specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based. Questions, comments. Be sure to go over to the Recovery Bo- Voice podcast website at www.recoveryvoicepodcast.com slash podcast. Invite a friend or relative to listen in. Be sure to follow me on Stitcher, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Also, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at recovery underscore voice. That's recovery voice with an underscore in between the words. Did you find value in this pod- podcast? Help support this podcast at www.recoveryvoicepodcast.com support and buy me a cup of tea to keep going. www.recoveryvoicepodcast.com support and you will find the button to donate to keep this podcast going. Thank you so much for listening and see you next time.